when you open yourself up to everything that you truly desire, the desire that's within you will magnetize all that you require in the seen and the unseen world. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. My name is Cordelia Gaffar. I'm the CEO of Workout Around My Day and the Ultimate Joy Goddess. I guide highly intelligent women to be aligned in their four minds and become multi-orgasmic through 90-day embodiment experiences and intensive embodiment experiences as well as one-on-one -on -one intensive experiences. Allow yourself to be free. Thank you for agreeing to be my guest today on the Free to Be Show. Omozwa. I, I hope that I'm I didn't be here. <laughs> I hope I didn't botch your name. No, it's um, okay. Omozwa. <laughs> Omozwa. Okay. And I'm curious. Um, what does your name mean? Do you know? Yes. Omozwa means child brings wealth. Mm. Yeah. And yes. You've definitely enriched my life. So, <laughs> I mean, there's all forms of wealth, right? And I, I yes, would say absolutely. the richness of relationships is definitely the number one. Um, and so I'm happy to be in this conversation with you today. And if you will, will allow me, I will introduce you to my um, audience before we begin. Is that okay? Absolutely. Well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I love... Um, that I get to have these high quality conversations with such um, very well um, educated women like you. And in this case, Omozua is a certified neuroscience transformation and high performance specialist who helps ambitious and self-led leaders accelerate their careers by decoding their unique brain signature without relying on outdated strategies. So they get results within 90 days and elevate their personal and professional lives in all areas by attaining neural agility and emotional mastery. So how about that? She really knows the, like on a neurological level, how you um, experience life and, um, and how you respond to it. And so that's going to be the, the most um, impactful part of our conversation as we go into permission to be free to be mm -hmm. and free to exist, you know, is what I'm saying. And um, I mean, you're the perfect person to have this conversation with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could go on reading, but I want you to to experience the truth of what that first paragraph means and just let the rest of her brilliance unfold throughout the conversation. So, um, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about how it seems as if uh, coming out of COVID, right, this two, three year world pan pandemic, uh, people are even more avoidant than they were in the first place. And I'm and and you said something really beautiful uh, 
in, in response to that. So if you could share again. Yeah. So what I what I said was that, you know, you know, following the fact that you said people are avoidant, um, I believe that any manner, any how people are reacting now is definitely it, it's not random. It comes from um, a certain habit that has uh, festered into the way people are, the way people see their relationships. Uh, it could be conscious, it could be subconscious, but I think that since the, uh, you know, uh, when, when the, in 2020, um, everything was new, everything was exciting, everything was um, in a certain way, you know, we wore masks, there was the stay home, stay safe. There were just so many things happening. And um, some people may have uh, spent the time to really like self-reflect. Some others just went with what was happening. But I do believe that there is an aftermath that is unfolding. Every year, every every month, every every week, it's unfolding. And whatever you were either aware of then or not contributes to how you behave how you perceive things, how you connect with people, the how you how how you use your time. It really has an impact now, and it will continue to unfold. And um, that's what you then notice, like wow, people are different, you know. So I was like, what what do you mean when you say people are different? People are not the same. They are not the way they were pre-corona. I just. Yeah. Yeah, we are different. Um, they are like like what I'm experiencing. Like there was some <clears throat> competitiveness before, and there was some backstabbing before, but mm -hmm. now it's more like <laughs> they have advanced weapon systems, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just like really diabolical. I'm like, what you know, kind of demons have been released, you know, mm -hmm. and. Uh, People are so avoidant. I mean, like I was saying, they're more like escapist. You know, it's like, yeah. how can I <laughs> not be do here you, and be here? <laughs> yeah. You know, but do you also feel that it is it it's it's this I when you don't process things, right? You're just topping it up. You're never stepping back to reflect. You're never just assessing what's on the on your table right in front of you. I do feel that that builds up an inner frustration of sorts. I would agree. Yeah. That is not processed. And so if you are somebody who is quite observant, if you're someone who really, you, you, you dwell in the now, you notice that thing as being a bit vicious, being a bit strict, being a bit like, I don't care. You know, I'm very sensitive to, communicating with people or interacting with people and sensing that feeling of I don't care as if the, the kind of the human essence seems to be out of the equation and that that's tough to deal with you know because you know it's not necessarily malicious I think it's more of you know when someone isn't aware that that's actually how they come across or how they the energy they they send off you know hmm yeah, I mean, for sure they're not aware of it. You know what I mean? It, it, like you said, um, I guess on the other spectrum, right, the people that took those past two, three, four years to introspect and, you know, uh, they are more in an awareness, 
Mm-hmm. They, you know, I have also been in those people, the presence of those people, and they seem a lot more present, mm-hmm. you know, they seem very grounded. And um, I'm, I detect an enjoyment of life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not a contentment, right? So before, perhaps they were the ones who were content. Now there's like an, a genuine enjoyment, you yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, being with life, being with what is to come and choosing, also also choosing the way you want a day, a period to run for you. And it's not random, right? You're aware of, am I reacting? Am I responding? And how do I want to, you know, I, I wake up in the morning and tell myself, you know, it's a beautiful new day. Mm-hmm. And this day will definitely present me with things that are out of my control, but it's still a new day that is going to bring surprises, uh, challenges that I feel confident to face either way, you know? So that's always a very beautiful approach, I think, to uh, be in command of how you react or respond to what's happening around you. Yeah. So may I ask you some questions? Like, yeah, just for me personally. So this week, for example, has been just a series of learning and up and down and you know how um, you kind of pull in your lessons sometimes. I really genuinely feel that. And then there was the new moon, you know, there's that. <laughs> but um, I really experienced the distinction of what it feels like when I am making decisions and living from a place of fear. Mm as opposed to from a place of love, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There's like this complete attachment from a place of fear and you're like grasping, even though you're feeling and believing that you're only gonna grasp sand, you know? And that just makes you even more anxious. Mm -hmm. But then when you realize that what you believed wasn't even true, and that you could have always just held on to it, the tree trunk that was right there for you, yeah. right? Then you have this detachment. So like, oh gosh, there what that was not a question. That was a statement. So I guess I wanted to just give you some background for the question. Yeah. So <laughs> the question is, what is it that makes us be in that fear? And... Mm. Um, yeah, I want to start with that question. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to approach it from a brain perspective because I, I, I truly believe and leave the fact that everything starts with the brain and your understanding of it. Now, we all know that we the, 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 the brain releases cortisol. And I always talk of the inner mind chihuahua, which is the amygdala, right? Okay. So the, <laughs> The amygdala is my inner mind chihuahua. It is like a smoke detector. And it's all about perceiving particularly, of course, emotions, but you've really got this threat or danger, threat or danger. And when 
that part of your brain controls you or when you when it is triggered and you don't know how to reach a state of I'm going to be calm so that I can see and really fully sense what is happening so that I can make the best decision. Your brain starts to release cortisol. And once that happens, the fear circuits are activated. So you're feeling threat, danger. Everything you hear, everything you smell, everything you see is perceived as a threat to your existence. And I always talk about how the brain has these losses, right? The brain doesn't like to lose. Your, your automatic brain doesn't like to lose. It's more like I win, I gain, and what happens to every other person outside me is not really important, but it's just because the brain has this function of survival. Mm. And I always like to add, by all means possible. Mm. By all means possible. That means somebody else may be assessing how you're trying to survive and think like, wow, that's very cruel. But the person, you know, when you need to survive as a human being, when the brain is in survival mode, it really doesn't assess good or bad, positive or negative. It's just, I kept you safe, you're alive, all good. And I think this is when the fear circuits go on, there's then the fight mode, the flight mode, or even the freeze mode, or I even add the faint mode. Mm. Just act like dead the freeze is more i'm going to observe the situation and then you decide if you're going to fight or flee and so when you're in that mode um it's very very difficult for the prefrontal cortex which is the ceo of the brain that takes the rational but also the emotional into into context to help you respond when the fear circuits are on, you are reactive. So it really doesn't matter what happened. You're going to react in a certain way. And most of the time, you know, if, if it's the fight mode, you, you may become aggressive, you may become loud, you may become mean. Uh, if it's the faint mode, you're just still passive, letting everything happen to you because you're trying to protect yourself. And so anything that comes out of these states will always be lacking in one form or the other, to be honest. You know, you're going to leave out there, you, you know, when everything settles down, you think, I could have reacted or responded rather better. Mm -hmm. You see like, oh, that wasn't necessary. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as terrible as I thought. And I have this thing where I say, uh, when I'm when when I'm working with my clients, where I say whatever is happening, especially when it comes to your emotional agility and your emotional mastery, you need to make sure that you recognize that the the the, the dinosaur you your brain is telling you is there is just a lizard. Mm -hmm. Whatever situation when you're being when you're exaggerating, like oh it's terrible, I'm like it's really terrible. Yeah. Is the dinosaur that you think you're seeing or dealing with, is it really a dinosaur or is it just a lizard? Because that makes, that just switches off the, 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 the smoke detector. It calms the amygdala down, the inner mind chihuahua. I go sit in your basket. Thank you for making me aware of the danger you perceive, but I'm the CEO. I'll take control. I'll take it from here. 
I like that. I love the way you explain it. And then you kind of gamified it too, you know, so I can relate to the different characters. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. Um, so then I, okay, so that that's good. And then once you collect observable evidence of this, right? It's one thing to know hypothetically something, mm -hmm. right? Because it is still hypothetical to the person who's living in fear. Mm -hmm. But once they collect multiple observable evidence, and but especially when it's something that they that is just really driving them insane, you know what I mean? Like. Maybe they are in fear that, you know, imminently they will lose their home, right? And so they're good for a while and then they like freak out, like, you know, as milestones and, you know, doomsday is approaching, right? And then they actually find out, oh, you know what? That's, that was never even a possibility. Yeah. Right? And, and so the calm in the nervous system, right? The calm and the muscles to know that not only is that thing nothing to worry about, but there's absolutely nothing in the world ever to worry about. Mm. Is, it, yeah. I would say it's the, it's, it, I, I want to bring in habits here. It's a habit. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like you said, everything is theory or knowledge, but then you need to do something with it. So you become aware of it, like what I explained earlier. You become aware of when you understand that at any given point, the moment your eyes are open, the eyes are the only visible part of the brain. Once you perceive something, you start to do something. The brain is always looking, what will I lose? And the brain is always looking out for... To, to not lose anything, okay? It doesn't want to lose finance. It doesn't want to lose safety. It doesn't want to lose health. It doesn't want to lose status. It doesn't want to lose love and connection. That's always what's happening when we're relating, we're working, whatever, right? And so it is a habit. I think that this whole, this being in a state of worry consistently, that's a habit. But it's a question of what do you do when you are aware of this habit and a habit has to be swapped. It's like if you have a green field, if you keep on walking on, on in, you know, on the same direction and you keep on walking to and fro, that the, the, you know, you're going to tread on the grass. It's going to stop growing, might even die. But if you stop walking on that path, right, and you take a different pathway, you will see that with time, the grass will start to regenerates you know and that's the same thing with a habit hmm. when you you have to become aware of a habit and then it's not something like i know it's like i have to put that into daily practice yeah it's not you have to put it into daily practice yes is it effort sure does it work yes will you always be motivated no but that's part of being human we are faced with things we can't always eliminate or control what it's going to be, but you are always in control of how am I responding to this and how am I making sure that my neural pathways are resourceful? And that's a choice. It's exercising the choice to say, I know I can be in a state of worry, 
but I also know there are other ways. So it's now, which will it be? And then once you make that choice, you need to put it into practice all the time. You know, I don't think Muhammad Ali became a great wrestler because, um, uh, or boxer because uh, um, uh, because he practiced only uh, on Saturdays. Right, I get it. Oh my goodness, this that's, is... that's how a habit either yeah. you know stays or it, it you're, you said good for a while and then you fall back into old habits. Yeah, but mm. that's the thing. If you don't walk, if you don't practice something, it's not going to get better. It's not going to be permanent. I love that. And and Muhammad Ali is a perfect example because we know that he practiced many things, mostly his self-talk. I am the greatest. Yes. Like, okay, so that leads me to that. It sounds like that's the way to create new habits with your neural pathways is with your self-talk. So every time, for example, I go into a state of worry, I can just simply say, there's nothing to worry about. Or I can say, um, I am peace, right? Mm. And and so not because that's the opposite of worry, but just to create a new habit, right? Mm -hmm. because, put, you in position, put you in that position. Yes. You need to be in to activate the resilience or the motivation or the ability to make a decision, ability to face the task head on, you need tools. It's like if you want to cook in the kitchen, you know, if you're going to make, I don't know, a, a tiramisu or a lasagna, you need to have everything in place for that to, 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 to work. And um, you, you have to have things that you can trigger. I like to have things that I can trigger when I'm falling back into bad habits. So, I'm never going to be in a situation that something unresourceful is happening. I don't like to use the word negative. Mm. I just say it's life. Life happens. It's a question of I observe what is happening and I now make a decision. Is it resourceful or is it unresourceful? If I if, if that's possible. And in most cases, it is. And then I have my power words that I have in place for whatever it is that it comes quickly. So I have for 2024, for example, I have three words, phrases, names of people that motivate me to say, I am choosing to be resourceful, to do resourceful, to react and even respond resourcefully. My first, my, my number one positive trigger is uh, to be activated. That's my first word, phrase, to be activated. And what do I mean by that? I mean, um, I don't want to be like a zombie, not knowing what's going on as I am in life. I'm, I want to be present. I want to be in the now. Uh, my second word is the name of a person, actually, because that word makes me remember all the things that 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 I need that I know will motivate me like you said this affirmation so my word is Obama which represents hope it represents I can do this and I choose to and that the the impossible is possible if you're ready to do the work 
And then my third word is the number three. Mm. <laughs> because I think it's three is a lucky number, I find. I also feel like before I give up this year, anything I uh, attempt to do, I, it's got three trials. Only after three trials will I give up. So th those are the kind of things, again, that I use to make sure I don't fall into old practices. So people have, you have to have tools and you need to be aware of them and you need to be able to use them when needed. Whatever that is, it could be affirmation, it be whatever it is. But that's the way I feel you can remain on track. Yeah, and create new tracks, right? That serve you. And I mm -hmm. love that you are giving permission here for experimentation, right? Three mm -hmm. trials and then, you know, give up. Yeah. You don't have to stick with it. You don't yeah. be loyal to it. <laughs> no. Course correct, I say. Yes. Correct. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I love that. And and also when you experiment, it 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 opens you up to curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, and self-exploration. And so like the more it be, it, I mean, I guess it could be gamified in a way, but like the more it's like, oh, you know, well, that was an adventure, you know? Um, I mean, literally it, it, it surprised me, you know, something happened recently for me and I was like, hmm, okay, that was an adventure. Now I'm <laughs> going to go back to my regular scheduled, you know, like what we're trying to do and accomplish here. And um, so that brings me to how do we not judge ourselves? You know, I, I can't say that I'm 100% with that. I'm like probably 70% with not judging myself after adventures. But like some days, if I don't get enough sleep at night, I'll wake up in a dark place and I'll be like, I'm such a screw up. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how do we how do we stop that one? I guess it's the same thing, isn't it? It's, that's a habit. <laughs> it's a habit. It's a habit, and I think it's a. I like to call it the 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 being aware of your self talk. Mm -hmm. People are uh, very much into what do people think about me. So that 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 reflection actually makes people behave in certain ways. I always say before you start worrying about how the world perceives you or what people think about you, have you ever sat down to actually explore how you think about yourself? Mm. Because that opens a wonderful door for you to course correct. It opens such an amazing door. Uh, take a book, take a, a, you know, a, a journal, a piece of paper, whatever, and just actually reflect for a little what kind of words you say to yourself or you think when something happens. Because sometimes many people aren't actually aware of that. Mm -hmm. And whatever you tell the, remember, the brain does not make a difference between real or unreal, okay? Mm -hmm. If that is what the message, the, the cues that you always give your brain, that's what it's going to uh, manifest. If you keep on saying, oh, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm not good, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm such a loser, I'm not, I, I never get anything right. I mean, that's like listening to, it's like an earworm. That's the only thing you're going <laughs> to right? 
and 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 then it's very good it's going to be very difficult to believe anything else because that's not the usual you know input input that you get so it's 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 a habit become aware of your self talk what kind of what what do you say when something happens especially those negative those unresourceful in those in unresourceful moments or those moments that you could not foresee what what do you say what does that sound like? Is it empowering or is it just, you know, diminishing? And then you make a choice. I always, you always go back to being the CEO of your brain. <laughs> and you need to run your brain. Your brain is not supposed to run you. Your brain will serve you as much as you optimize it and enable it to, to serve you. So what you put in is what you get out on any given day, in any given situation. The self-talk, people say, oh, God. So going back to, to some the boxer, Muhammad Ali, I mean, you can imagine. Look at how many times he was like, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. And then he, he, he followed that up with action. Mm-hmm. So it's not just standing in front of the mirror and, and saying beautiful words. No, 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 no. The, that doesn't work. The brain is, the, actually, the brain is not even taking anything you're saying seriously. It's mm -hmm. more like, huh? that's not us. Yeah, it's like, wah, 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 wah. Yes, yes, that's not us. What, what are you talking about? We are strong now. That, that's not us, you know? So um, Everything is a habit, but everything also means you calls for action, for work. You know, it's not something you do on Saturday afternoon when you drink your favorite tea. <laughs> you know? Right. It has to be consistent, like consistent for sure. every day. But then also when you find yourself really like being a bit harsh on yourself, I would say compassion. Remember mm -hmm. that you're human. And remember that you are allowed to be not okay. Mm. When, when that occurs, it's okay to be not okay. And then you breathe and whatever ritual you have to get back on track. Sometimes it's just to be still. Mm. Sometimes there's really nothing you can do. So, you know, you just need to be still, breathe, pray, listen to music, whatever will put you in a state of calm till you're able to get the clarity you need to 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 move on uh, i think always being compassionate with yourself you know when i say i love myself people say you can't say that how you can't doesn't that that's 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 not humble oh no you, you can't that's not humble that's that's a bit arrogant it's like boasting and i'm thinking if i can't say i love myself and i'm waiting for it to come externally wow i mm -hmm. find that sad even i'm like that's not how and i want to Untrue. You know, I saw a woman posted about this today. She was like, um, you should, you know, self-love is necessary because if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else, you know? Mm. And so I just commented, I was like, you gave a whole bunch of women permission to love themselves just now, you know, for every, I love you, you should have 10 within yourself, you know? Mm. Um, and you know, the, that's like another form of upgrading your technology when it comes to, you know, 
um, habits. Like for me, as I'm listening to you, when you say like what practices are a possibility, I pick a, a word every year and my word this year is kindness. So mm. like when I'm like going off the rails, I'm like, wait, am I being kind to myself right now? Like yeah. what would it take for me to be kind to myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, that kind of <laughs> redirects my course. Yeah. And, um, and so that's helpful. And here's the thing, like the other thing I realized is people are not actually thinking about me, you know, like if people really understood that nobody cares about you, they're so busy and it's so loud in their heads talking about themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that mind movie, isn't it? Is that mind movie of what you think is happening, of what you think people are doing to you, the fact that you believe that something is being done to you makes you weak, makes you feel lost, makes Hopeless. you feel stuck, disempowered. Hopeless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, but when you get that hardcore evidence and you upgrade your technology and change your habits and practices, mm -hmm. and then you shift into operating from a place of love, like, what does that look like in the brain? Oh, I would say happy, happy, happy chemi chemicals, DOS, <laughs> dopamine. You feel good. You feel like your brain releases, your, your behavior will lead to releasing these good chemicals. And that motivates you to keep on going on because who doesn't like to feel good, right? If you have, if your brain releases oxytocin, then you feel connected to people. You're not suspicious that everybody's out for you. And serotonin, you know, it's just feel good in yourself. And no matter what is happening, again, I don't want to say there's no, of course there are negative things and there's stress at work and stress in your personal life and whatever it is, but just the ability to, be thankful that you're alive, that you can cause correct, that you can assess a situation, that you can stop and restart. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Nothing is blocked. You're not operating in the primitive brain. It's not taking over. You are accessing the experience, information from, you know, the emotional part of the brain, and then the PFC has enough energy because the pr primitive brain has not snapped it all. And then you are able to make the choices to assess the situation and say, I don't know what the outcome will be, but this is the choice I'm making now. And I'm good with that. And I think even if it goes wrong, the fact that you do it with compassion, the, the fact that it wasn't done to you, but that you made that choice and that you also apply forgiveness. Be, be forgiving. Even when you make a mistake, it's, it's part of life. It's not unusual. It rains. Humans make mistakes. Yeah, you know, we accept that it rains. So I think that you can accept that every now and then you will make a mistake and then practice being with and in forgiveness of yourself. And so what I'm hearing is when you, when your brain <clears throat> is in a place of love, you actually are in peace. 
and you actually are able to be in the frequency of gratitude and everything you perceive is happening for you mm -hmm. and you're part of the creation of that. Yeah. And it's like sounding like a life of ease and flow. Absolutely. Ease and flow is a verb, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You need to do things to be in that. But it's just a beautiful state to operate in. Mm -hmm. Ease and flow. It doesn't mean everything is easy. It just means that as you go about life and business and relationships and whatnot, you're breathing. And every now and then you catch yourself smiling and thinking, it is good. Mm -hmm. it is good it's okay you know yeah 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 that's a whole different existence i would imagine <clears throat> not only the mind being lighter but the body as well you know you probably have less pain in your body less less conditions you know yes. less substance abuse Yes. And other addictions, <laughs> bad habits, emotional eating, emotional obsessing. Um, you have strategies in place that help you, that are resolved. Again, that's why I always say it's really important to be aware of what are the things that I do that I will consider resourceful, that help me progress, that help me feel good even in any given moment. And what are the things that are unresourceful the, the other day i the other day i um i i i was at a, at a friend's and in my house i have no i really have no snacks of any sort i mm -hmm. don't snack i eat meals and i'm done mm -hmm. um i don't have chip crisps i don't have chocolate i mean literally if somebody comes i'm like if you need that you need to bring that with you, whatever, what, what you need. Moon, chocolate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I am not even going to buy that for you. You know, I'm not going to buy stuff filled with seed oils and sugars and, you know. I'm and I love to, that. I I'm love gonna, that. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to pretend that it's okay to eat sugar in any form because I am at a point in my life where I know it is not okay. Um, so if you need it, though, I'm feel free to bring it. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to help with that. So when I was at this friend's place, um, um, she had Chris. Now, I'm human. So it was just, a, you know, you're talking, you're laughing. And at some point, I, I actually did not notice what I was doing until I was actually, I caught myself chewing. And I was like, what are you doing? And I had realized that, oh, my God, I had taken a handful of these crisp that lay around and wine gummies and all that stuff um and it, it was quite interesting because i was like wow that that is um that is wow you fell for that you were tempted and you 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 just for a second there you you didn't you weren't aware of your actions of what you just did and as i went back home i just thought like wow that was that was bad that was very unresourceful so what happened there why did I forget? You know, just like and someone who's an alcoholic can't mm. forget that he is an alcoholic ever. Mm. And just like a drug addict who is trying to get off it can't ever forget that he or she is a drug addict. And as mm. somebody who is more like into sugary stuff, you know, I would say I'm a sugar addict. Mm. Um, 
uh, I used to be a sugar addict, no more I am. Um, also these kind of snacky things, right? It was just a moment where like, okay, what, what was missing in that moment that you, you forgot? There are just things that we can't forget as humans. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are human, but you have to be in the present. You have to be in the now. If you are holding something and putting it in your mouth, you can't do that <laughs> without. Yeah. I mean, and people also, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, will you finish your thought there? Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay. You know, people use this phrase, you're human, as if it's an out, you know, it's only an experience, right? So it's like, um, it's, yes, we're infallible, but that we, it's not because we're human. You know what I mean? Um, these are part of the human experiences, but um, I think that's diminishing the meaning of what it means to be human, exactly. you know? And I guess it isn't. Uh, in Arabic, the word, the root that uh, human comes from, like the word is insan or isan, and uh, no, insan, which means the one who forgets. <laughs> you see? So, I mean, uh, if you if you know Arabic and you're saying, you know, well, you're human, right? That's one thing. But we we uh, we are created in such a way. Mm -hmm. The good news is that every single day we have a choice because you can forget what happened yesterday. You know, mm -hmm. that's another way to look at that. And it's like. I started doing that when I was married, you know, because like <laughs> we get in these horrible fights and then I'd be like, huh, at the end of the day, I'm going to let that go. You know, tomorrow's another day. Right. I start mm -hmm. the next day and it's like, huh, OK, I forgot whatever happened yesterday. It just happened. And then we're going to begin again, you know, and uh, it helps your heart to be light. But now that I'm not married, I get to do that for myself. I mean, I was doing it for myself during my marriage too, but I get to, I really get to do it now because I don't have to consider anybody else, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and you don't have to always make it good. You don't always have to be in that state of, I have to make it good for that person. I have to make it good for that person to the expense of your own peace of mind, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So practicing that within um, is really powerful. So is this what you do with your clients and in, in, in your yes. trainings? Okay. Yes. Emotional mastery, emotional regulation, your the basic forms of self-awareness and do something with it. You know, every time you learn something, what what's what 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 are you doing with that information and the reason why i i work a lot on that is because people take you know they have a lot of inputs there's uh, i have a client who suffers from anxiety and and you know has panic attacks and so i was like describe a typical week you know and yeah i watch news in the morning i watch about three different channels and then i'm stressed because i you know it takes me an hour to commute to work and then in the evening, you know, I get back stressed and children and da da da, and then talk with my partner. And then I watch the news before I go to bed. And then I read the newspaper also sometimes during the lunch break. So I was like, okay. And so, you know, 
among other things, right? And I said, well, have you have you actually noticed that you actually, that's like drinking a bottle of oil in the morning and drinking a bottle, you know what I mean? At different times yes. of the day, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, some of your input, I'm not saying, I mean, you have to choose what you like and mm -hmm. are you able to process that? Mm -hmm. Have you maybe, is there something that you need to eliminate because it actually is doing, it's not doing you good, actually, you know, mm -hmm. if you listen to the whole catastrophe before you go to work and you have a very demanding job and then you've got you have to deal with different kinds of people. I mean, that's a lot that you're you're doing to yourself that you have to deal with. So what, why do you watch all these catastrophic things in the morning? Maybe watch it in the evening. I mean, I'm not saying that you should watch terrible things before you go to bed. I don't because I don't want to be stressed. And stress is not only when you find yourself running around. Stress is literally sometimes you, you don't know that you're stressed, but you are. You're just yeah. not stressed, you're not able to focus. And you need to be aware of what input are you getting in that may be contributing to that. It's like when you have friends or people in your life who trigger you. You yeah. sometimes you just need to check the ecology of your inner circle. You know, I always say like I am in the middle and then I have a first circle around me and I'm very particular about who is within that circle. And then some people you need to put them in the second circle. And, you know, some people you need to actually create a fifth circle and <laughs> they need to be there. And, you know, because we need to coexist, but you need to be aware of who is around me. You know, how does that trigger me? What do I take in? How does that trigger me? and eliminate it, re replace it with something that is more resourceful. So I'm just going to say this. Um, I'm listening to you now, right? And anyone that listens to our conversation, they could very well implement these things. So what would be the point of hiring you? Um, I believe, as I said earlier, everything starts with the brain your awareness of it and putting it into practice and being the CEO of your brain from the beginning to the end. We're not going to become super masters, but you should be able to say, I navigate my life. Life doesn't navigate me. And that is what I'm doing with the leaders, with uh, business owners, with corporate professionals it's about really um being the ceo of your life your business your relationships the outcomes that you're getting nothing is random you know it's like if you eat chocolate all the time you should not be surprised that you may have bad teeth over a period of time yes nothing happens randomly well, who you attract what you attract to. So it's never random, you know, and you will continue. I believe also that you will continue to have the same experience till you learn it. I feel like the universe will come and say, oh, no, no, no. She's still playing the wrong instrument. I'm going to go and come back. You will still, yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing is like you're a reflector because people don't see themselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because like, if, if they could course correct just by taking notes from a podcast, 
then they probably wouldn't be listening to this episode. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. It's just saying like, it's not enough to know something and think that that's enough. It's mm -hmm. when you eat ice cream, you feel wonderful. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But that <laughs> feeling is not something you can save in a jerry can and always have there constantly, right? Whatever good feeling you need, it has to be connected to action and behavior. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-time thing. And so your well-being, your overall well-being uh, is very dependent on consistent uh, consistent repetition of certain ways of being so that you experience life more in the way you desire and want rather than in ways that is just random and you feel you're not in control and so you actually you're, you're not controlling anything you're just surfing you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And knowing how to place your body because you're equipped, because you know what to do with information. You know, this is what's happening right now. I am sabotaging myself. But even when you're sabotaging yourself, it's because what chemical is being released? And again, what loss is there in place? What's the language? What is the habit? And what needs to be replaced with something resourceful? And you have to be an active player in what you replace what with. Because if you don't, if you just say, I'm going to stop smoking, that's wonderful. But if you have not actually got a concrete plan of, okay, what is the alternative? I need to replace that with something. You're always going to fall back into old habits. Old habits means you are going to have these the same old experiences and you're going to have the same outcomes. And one year will become two years and two years will become three years. And it's not only you that is impacted. It's everyone, those within your immediate environment, but also the ripple effect. I, I always say the work I do with my clients is because I want each one of us, as we try to make the world a better place, I think it's, yes, the work you do with yourself, your understanding, but also taking responsibility for the ripple effect that you send outward. That's the only way we can make the world a better you Caring beyond yeah. yourself. That's, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, like you said, you're, you know, you help to direct their traffic, but, you know, you, by being their reflector and creating, you know, a strategy for them, and then um, holding them accountable to the actions that you to have, you know, the game plan that you you have set out uh, for them to course correct. So um, we cannot do things alone. We require, you know, teammates. And um, you know, you can also like they may not be unaware. They they may be unaware. But you know, another benefit of working with you is <laughs> that. Um, they will, uh, what do you mean, uh, refresh their circles, right? Like you were suggesting the small circle, the larger circle. And, and some of the people that are in their small circle that are keeping them in that space, yeah. they may like, oh, wow, there is a fifth realm for these people where they can stay away from me, you know? And so, uh, yeah, multiple benefits there. Um, definitely to working with you. 
And I can even see, you know, how this could work, you know, help teams to yes. re-strategize and, and everything like that. So thank Just, you. Uh, yes, absolutely. I love the teamwork, you know. Um, it's easy to say, oh, everybody in my team, they don't understand me. It's, I'm like, you know, everybody has a unique brain. That's mm -hmm. why I love neuroagility. That's why I love the uh, understanding how am I wired? How am I wired naturally? And how is how I am wired? How does that work with that person? If that person is, you know, everybody's unique, everybody's diverse and not, there is nothing as diverse as the brain. And so when you understand it, you're not going to force that other person to be like you because it's absolutely not necessary. You know, if you go to the supermarket, you don't see the apple forcing the strawberry to look alike. <laughs> you know, and every fruit, they just, <laughs> they coexist. You know, your strawberry, that's fine. You're not an apple and you don't need to look like one. You don't need to act like one. That is not for me. That's not what, um, you know, diversity and inclusion is about, mm -hmm. right? It's, be you, do you, and understand that you can coexist with someone else doing them in whatever way. And that's just, that's, that's, uh, it, it all starts with the brain and the understanding of it. And that's, that's just what I live. That's what I, I experience. That's what I share. And, um, I love it when I always, I catch myself and say, Oh, oh my, that was not a neuro agile moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. that was not a neuro agile moment you know you're not being very neuro agile right now so mm -hmm. breathe take a step back and assess what is happening what is it that you're doing that you need to stop change or alter that kind of stuff and and then you get through your days that's how you're supposed to go through your days you know like you're a mom you bring your child up the way your child is at the age of one is not how the child is at the age of 10 so you need yeah. to <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the way they are at the age of 21. But um, yeah. Yeah, people really don't change. That's, you know, that's a total sidebar. But like just my observation with my kids, people are on these 10 year cycles, but they don't, you know, like uh, when they're 11, for example, they make literally the same intonations that they did when they were one, except for now they have got words for that and their bodies are bigger. And then when they're 21, it's quite the same thing, but it's really annoying. But that's okay because they get to do that outside my house and 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 aggravate others. And so and they bump their heads and then they learn how to redirect. And so yeah. I I love that <laughs> what what I hear you're you're doing in the world is you give people permission to be free to be um, and understanding the way the environment of their brain. Uh, the chemicals in their brain and how it's affecting their responses or reactions and helping them to um, work better with on their inner world and by extension with others, um, you know, and, and teams can be more cohesive um, when they are supported by you. So, yeah. Thank you for being here on the Free to Be show today. Thank you very much. It's been uh very very interesting thank you yeah and for those of you who are viewing and listening share this with another heart and share this with another soul and until next time be free thank you for listening to the free to be show and now allow yourself to go into the oceans 
of your mind and go within and offer yourself the opportunity to be a sacred experience. A sacred experience is just simply allowing yourself to start fantasizing. What would it feel like to truly be free to be in the way that you were created, in the way that you show up in everything you do and every way you be? Fantasize how you can truly be free. And connect with me at CordeliaGaffar.com.